WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, September the 23rd, and I'm Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, we have a action-packed show. I know you got an action-packed day. Uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, before we start, I want to tell the listeners, stay tuned. After first break, we have co-authors of Wikibrands, Reinventing Your Company in a Customer-Driven Marketplace, Sean Moffat and Mike Dover. But before we get to Sean and Mike, it's been a slow news week, but there's stuff to talk about. Dave, how you doing? Uh, I am having a, a fantastic day. It's been a it's been an interesting day for me. Not slow on the uh, you know things to do list, but you're right. It has been a more controlled, let's say, um, week. I don't know if any week in internet marketing can we call things slow. <laughs> um, but you're right compared to the to the chaos of. Um, you know, that we've been getting from Google lately with updates, algorithmic shifts, infrastructure changes, you know, Google Instant features launching. Um, it, it has been a little more, uh, a little more controlled well, <laughs> than, than maybe we've had in a while, which is nice. Speaking of controlled, um, now that Google seems to have made a number of changes in the last, last few weeks, they're out there talking about it. And um, Eric Schmidt was on, on uh, the Colbert Report last night. No, and you know what? It's unfortunate because I no longer have cable. I got rid of it after uh, after the Olympics. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't had a chance to, to go to the uh, Colbert site and to to actually watch it since since it aired. Um, well, but I take that, it that you did watch it. That's okay. I, I did see some of it. Two big things came of it. Um, one, Stephen Stephen Colbert got kind of interested in uh, his search history and how his personal search results restored and oh, excuse me um, Eric Schmidt actually came out and well all but admitted that Google is actually storing this stuff forever so um, you know uh, Colbert's search for women in dresses lifting heavy objects that's um that's on the books forever or you know if you're an Ask.com fan like I was, and you search for chicks with swords, 
um, that's on the books forever. <laughs> so that was well, interesting. On, on the on the plus side, um, I'm sure they have more interesting queries coming at them. Shall we say maybe some some more colorful ones um, than uh, than lifting heavy objects and with swords, but. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's it's an interesting thing that, that you bring up, and it's interesting to hear them actually openly admit to it. Um, I don't know that I don't I don't think you were overly surprised. I don't think I was overly surprised. I mean, we know that aside from being an advertising agency, Google um, is just a massive storehouse of information, and that's really what they what they do is is, is collect user data. Um, so I don't think I'm I'm not overly surprised. Um, it's basically a confirmation of what I. What I would have thought <laughs> that, that well, they were doing. There's, Why would there's you an addendum to this. Pardon me? Knowing, knowing that having this information on the server, on the books, on the logs forever is a privacy concern, Eric Schmidt uh, reiterated a comment he made um, several months ago that maybe society should allow 20-somethings one opportunity to change their name. Turn 20 years old, get a new name, get a new identity, wipe that slate clean. Hmm. <laughs> well, an interesting notion, but I think I know as many people who've made stupid decisions after the age of 20 that, that made stupid decisions before it. Well, um, yeah, but there's got to be a cutoff point to, you know, where you're on your own. You're too stupid to use a keyboard. I'm sorry, chum, but you're known as chum. <laughs> Say, champ, we'll call you champ. You're known as champ from now on. <laughs> I think I know the reference you're referring to. Um, I wonder. I wonder who I'm referring to there, Mister Litigious <laughs> Champion. Um, I mean, you know, we we could get into, and we we've had this the, an interesting debate. We've had interesting guests, and I mean, maybe it's it's it would be an interesting time in the next couple weeks um, to have another guest on our show to discuss um, privacy. But it's funny. I I hear this. I'm not at all surprised by them. Um, I actually just had a had a discussion this morning about um, privacy concerns and hacking concerns, and um, basically reiterated that just assume it isn't safe and and act accordingly. <laughs> assume that nothing. That as soon as you hit that keyboard um, in a in a web area, uh, you know through a, via a browser or, or or web connected application, assume everything that you do is being picked up. I mean. The, the simple fact is, if Google wasn't storing it, it can be sniffed at any number of points along its way there, right? So, um, yes, you can get into privacy concerns, uh, and we've had this this discussion before. Yes, the corporations are, you know, you can argue that the corporations are responsible for protecting that privacy, clearing the history to make sure I'm safe, but really, I, I put the onus more on me, and, you know, I am over 20, um, so I should know better, so the onus now moves to me to protect my own privacy, um, you know, I guess it's a very, um, you know, Soviet Russia kind of stance, but just don't do anything that you don't want the world knowing when you're on the web in a public forum, and then the world won't know it. <laughs> so uh, I, I, yeah, I know that, um, that may be a, that's a simplistic view of it, of course. Well, yes and no. It is a simplistic view, but this is like, this is like media or um, financial literacy. It's just something that young people and, and people our age have to learn. Um, and they will learn eventually. Interesting comment from Canada's Privacy Commissioner, Jennifer Stoddard. She's satisfied with the changes Facebook has made. Um, you remember, might remember around this time last year, um, Canada's Privacy Commissioner was threatening to basically shut down Facebook, at least in, in Canada, if they didn't comply 
with uh, a series, I think it was 23 unique concerns that uh, the Privacy Commission had over the way Facebook uh, stores and shares user data. Um, Facebook went and made a universal change, a change right across their entire system and network, which I guess is necessary. Um, and now they seem to have fallen in line with, um, at least at least as our privacy commissioner, Jennifer Stoddard, sees uh, her, her, her view on the world and, and, and personalized privacy. And I think that's kind of cool. You see this large behemoth, the walled garden we call Facebook, starting to, uh, well, respect issues that individuals might have with their privacy. And interestingly, I had cause to play with uh, Facebook privacy controls the other day, and I was quite impressed with what the individual can and can't do. So maybe we're maturing, and maybe our, um, our tools are maturing as well. That's a very good sign as we move forward. Well, you're right. I mean, it's it is an interesting uh, it is an interesting time to move forward, um, and it isn't good to know. I mean, it's it's good to see. Well, I guess not know, but see an example where um, where we are being protected from ourselves. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, and that's why I say simplistic earlier. It is easy enough for me to say, "Gee, it's my responsibility," um, but at the same time, you know, there are you know my my grandmother doesn't know all the same things about you know what exists on the web. Um, and, and, and what can be done with it that, say, I do. So it is good that these, that these things are in place. Um, I still don't, don't bet on it. I mean, that's, that's to a, a governmental bureaucracy's standard. Um, that may not be the same standard you would hold for your privacy, so people still need to be aware that, yes, they can change their privacy settings. You still are the one responsible for protecting your own, your own information. You know, speaking of uh, speaking of people who really need to be protected from themselves and who certainly aren't moving forward anywhere, this is probably the last time we're going to get a chance to do this, dude. You ready? I'm ready. Yahoo! Oh, oh dude, like, I just, I, I, I don't, I, what the, I, I, I'm stupid! So how are you feeling about this, Jim? I think you're, you're being you're being as subdued as the internet marketing world uh, this this week. I'm being kind. These people should have fallen out of their server racks long ago. Um, I, you know, I I think Carl Icahn and his mincing minions of death would have been like a gentler, gentler and kinder exit for Yahoo than the one they seem to have planned for themselves. Over yeah. at Search Engine Roundtable on, uh, I think it was Monday, Barry Schwartz reports that Yahoo is basically adopting the Ask.com segment your audience and, and market to demograph strategy. <laughs> like, remember when everyone was copying Ask.com because they were the innovative search engine, the ones who were pushing technology, pushing innovation, pushing brilliance? Well, that's oh yeah, stopped. you and I talked about that numerous times, uh, and then they died. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah you do gotta wonder right why a company would follow failure. It's like, well, that didn't work the first time. Let's see if we can do it. I, I don't understand. Oh, 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 so you can't explain this to me either, right? No. Nobody can. It's annoying. Anyway, well, folks at business, Yahoo, right. leave. Uh, maybe, maybe it's to see from that first offering how far down they can drop the stock price. 
Oh, you know what? The, I, I looked in uh, at NASDAQ on Tuesday, and they were trading at 1310. And I'm telling you, if they're trading in double digits this time next week, I will eat my analyst's hat. Luckily, my oh, yeah, analyst's so hat is made of chocolate, so I don't mind it. But I will eat it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't explain that one. I'll be honest. I have. I have no idea what they're what they're thinking there. Um, there definitely needed to be some changes, but really, uh, copying something that didn't work the first time. Yeah, no, I. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, the thing was when Apps did it. I mean, I saw it as a bad idea right out of the gate, but I at least was able to look at it and go, yeah. They gave it a college try, and we hadn't seen a major entity do that and fail before. <laughs> Um, you know, now we're we're looking at it, going. But, but did you? Were you not paying attention? <laughs> like we we watched this before. We know how this ends. Well, like um, I said, she looks like such a smart CEO, and she swears <laughs> like a sailor. I mean, you know, you you've got to find that kind of sexy. But um, damn, Carol, damn. <laughs> I just I mean, like you, you and Jerry Yang hate people like me, don't you? Damn. <laughs> That's uh, that's it, it, you know what? Take it personally, Jim. I do. <laughs> I really do. Um, I, I feel like Lisa Barone looking at the demise of Ask because I really loved Yahoo at one time. They were the big purple cow, you know. And I love purple cows. Love Seth. Love purple. Love cows. Yeah. There go. Loved Yahoo. But yeah. just, you know, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm heartbroken. And I'm just yep. not strong enough to handle this rejection anymore. <laughs> when they just oh. don't call you up and ask first. Okay, we have we have about two minutes before we got to go to um, to break, and I know that our guests Mike and Sean are sitting on hold, uh, listening to us babble. So really quickly, have you seen uh, this? Might have been rolled out in the states and not in Canada, because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in my tests in Canada, but using a proxy server, I've seen it come up. Um, Google is now now inserting brand links above general searches. So say you're searching for um, used cars, as an example, you might you'll get your you know ten links, uh, ten organic links going down the middle. You'll get your AdWords on the side and above, but you'll also get links to brand manufacturers, Ford, Mazda, um, Acura, what have you. And you know, there's a lot of people in the in the search marketing community that are you know kind of disturbed by this because our clients may or may not be the brand makers, but they're certainly going to be losing traffic to this. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I, I do. I mean, I've, I've logged into our, our U.S. server, same one. You know, we run our ranking reports off of. So I had seen it. You're right. It, it's not available in Canada yet. Um, you know, I have to be of two minds of it, and it's very similar in my brain to Google Instant which is it's damaging potentially to your traffic if you don't pay attention to what's going on. Um, I mean, if I was, uh, the example I've got up in front of me here is laptop cases. Well, if my big traffic driver is laptop cases, yes, th this could be a, a potential problem because there's, you know, HP, Targus, Vera Bradley, you know, I mean, th th there's the brands listed there. And, and, and people may click on those brands, you know, oh, I have an HP, let's click there and just, just get that, um, to, to go there. Now, I may lose traffic as laptop cases, but what if, my, uh, what if my site ranks really well for HP laptop cases, but not laptop cases? So it's, it's always a case similar to the Google Instant where 
you may be robbed in one hand, but you're being given a gift in another. The traffic is still the same. It's a zero sum. The, the, the visitor is still there looking for a laptop case. The only difference will be what phrase do they make that selection based on. So I think as long as manufacturers and, and websites um, owners are aware that they need to look at that and then they need to look at those other phrases and they need to monitor what happens to the traffic patterns, um, you know, based on this, how much does that get clicked on? And when that does, do you appear for the other phrases, which are generally longer tails, so you, you actually stand a better chance as long as you sell that brand. Um, so I think as long as we react properly, it, it could actually work out to our benefit. Um, we'll just have to diversify a little more and make sure we rank for these specific branded phrases. And if they're not applicable, well, it wasn't going to apply anyway. I mean, if, if, if um, you know HP comes up number one, then Targus, well... If I don't have an HP computer, it, it doesn't much matter if I rank or um, if, if I don't sell the laptop cases for an HP. It doesn't much matter if I lose that traffic. That traffic wasn't going to convert anyway. The person was going to come to my site, look around, realize I didn't have what they wanted, and go back. So the, the e-commerce, the monetary aspect, well, should be a zero sum, and the traffic aspect should be a zero sum as well. In fact, it may provide you interesting opportunities. Um, similar to, to ones that I expect to find when we get a little further in Google Instant, which is if I appear for laptop cases up here, the, the, the visitor should clue into something, especially if I put my site, like coolcomputerbags.com has done, where their, their domain is right at the beginning. Well, now if I click on HP or Targus and that same site appears, I might actually be able to increase my click-through rates by appearing for both. I, I haven't tested that yet, but I, it's a hypothesis that I, I will be interested in testing, will be testing, and that I will bet. Um, will provide some interesting opportunities um, for website well, marketers. On, on behalf of a few people in the SEO community who I know are disturbed by this, if you've you got a method that we might all be able to, you know, use to increase traffic to our non-brand client sites, write her up, mm -hmm. write her up, friend, because I know that we all want to read it. Now, talking about uh, Google and branding is actually a really, a really good segue into our next segment, Dave. I know that you're you're training new staff today, so I know that you um, you got to go. And it's been great great having you around. But uh, before you go, I just want to um, you know introduce uh, the, the 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 next guests. We have um, Sean Moffat and Mike Dover, co-authors of Wiki Brands: Reinventing Your Company and Customer Driven Marketplace. And uh, Dave, I wanted to give you a chance to comment on two birthdays in the community. It's Matt McGee and Jenny Dew's birthday. Uh, hey, Matt McGee, happy birthday. Where's, where's Brasco? Uh, you got to hit it, buddy. <laughs> happy oh. birthday, Matt. And uh, Jenny, the most adventurous of the search marketers out there. Happy birthday, Did Jenny. Um, Dave, I, I guess you got to sign off now. And we're going to be going to commercial here on webmasterradio.fm. So um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Friends, stay tuned. We've got some great content coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-server solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Ad Media, strong ROI made simple. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com, and I'll give you a ka-ching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Traffic. Leads. Money. Want to learn what it takes to drive truckloads of targeted traffic, convert the highest percentage of leads, and make them... Okay, really quick. Sean and Mike, can you both hear? Yes, I can. Yep. It's Mike. And Jim, you can hear them okay? I can hear half of them okay. Mike, can I, can I hear you? Uh, you can hear me? There's Mike. Is Sean there? I, I, I hear you, Jim. Great. All right, perfect. Hang on, folks. We're just about coming back in now. Here we go. Demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, the 23rd of September. And while you have half the hosts of Webcology, Dave has had to jet off to take care of his business, literally. But we have on the line... Uh, Two fellows who have been around the internet and around uh, brand marketing for years and years and years. They have great careers. Mike Dover is a Toronto-based brand and digital marketing consultant, now market, now managing partner of the Social Struct Advisory Group. Mike led one of the largest private think tanks on transition to digital everything and Genera Insight. Mike now works with author and business leader Donald Tapscott at Wikonomics and was instrumental in helping produce Tapscott's Wikonomics Wikonomics, Mass Collaboration Changes Everything, and Grown Up Digital, How the Next Net Generation is Changing Your World. On a more personal note, I've known Mike for, well, 35 years. He and I went to public, middle, and high school together in the far west end of Toronto. And uh, Mike was actually the last person to lay a back-crushing cross-check on me probably 30-some years ago when, uh, when we played junior hockey in Etobicoke. Now... Sean Moffat is founder and chief evangelist at Agent Wildfire, a marketing, media, and research firm based in Toronto, Ontario. Over the course of his career, Sean has led the direction of several of Canada's best-known brands, including Molson, Guinness, Labatt, and Procter & Gamble, among others. 
Sean now spearheads two Canadian marketing and executive meetup slash think tanks, the League of Kick-Ass Business People and the League of Kick-Ass Under 30. He joins us from, well, from a press box at Rogers Centre, the Sky Dome in downtown Toronto. Mike, Sean, welcome to Webcology. Well, thank you, Jim. Good to be on, Jim. Now, gentlemen, you're the, auth- the co-authors of the forthcoming book, Wikibrands, Reinventing Your Company in a Customer-Driven Marketplace. Um, let's dive right into the book, because um, I guess that gives the best explanation of where your thinking is coming from. What is the process of reinvention, and why do so many companies, 15 years into the, the commercial internet, why do so many companies have to reinvent themselves? You want to start with that one, Mike? Sure. Well, one of the big changes we saw, Jim, was the, the, cus- the role of the customer has really changed. And what marketing and what advertising was for many years was we're going to get a whole bunch of people in a room, and we're smart, and we're going to tell you what it is you should buy. And that just doesn't fly anymore. And the customer is taking a much bigger bigger role into it. And not only um, deciding what sort of products they want, but really get in and to go and develop the products. And our book was really beyond marketing. And we get into the principles of openness and collaboration really throughout the organization. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's a real walking in your sleep here in terms of, uh, you know, there's about 80% of the Fortune 500s out there that are, at least uh, in one of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or one of the social arenas. And, um, you know, I would say, you know, humbly, I'd say probably 80 to 90% of them are doing all the wrong things. Uh, they're trying to kind of repurpose what they've done traditionally over the last, you know, anywhere from 20 to, 20 to the last 80 years and trying to put it into a digital arena, which I think most of the listeners on your show realize, you know, it just doesn't work that way. There's a, There's kind of different rules at play here. And so... We we went out and instead of doing a personal brand book and we love Chris Brogan and we love a whole bunch of these guys, we actually went out to you know over 50 different brands that we thought were doing a pretty good job in the space and tried to figure out what their special sauce was and thus Wikibrands was born. Um, I'd like to look at the word wiki. I think a number of people, mostly because of Wikipedia, have a strange relationship with the word wiki. What, what does that word mean to you? Uh, we'll start with Mike. You've uh, worked in wiki for, for well, forever. What does the word mean to you? Well, originally it meant quick, right? That's the uh, Hawaiian word. Um, but it's, it's come to mean, I think, collaboration and participation. So people working together as a group to produce something. Um, you know, the open source aspect of it. And that's what we wanted to get in uh, into the book. Um, we spent a lot of time going through various uh, various titles and subtitles. Uh, Sean will probably talk a little bit about the uh, League of Kick-Ass Business People, which is a, a group that he runs. Very, very smart people. And we put the titles up to them. And we decided this is the best one for our book because it really sort of captures really what we're looking for. And that is people participating. Uh, Sean, the League of Kick-Ass Business People, is that, kind of, is that a focus group for you? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a group of Masons or something and getting together with uh, special outfits on or something, but um, we're, there's a lot of networking events up here. I, I find uh, the strange irony that even though a lot of us are online, it almost makes our need to connect with each other offline even greater. So 
Um, there's no shortage of things, certainly in Toronto and our neck of the woods, to go out to. And so League of Kick-Ass is kind of a an attempt to get outside of your silos and bring together about 25 different functional groups. And it's by invite only, so we we kind of handpick uh, or handpick who we think um, is doing really interesting things in the marketplace. And whether it's an artist over here, an architect, a digital person, a marketing person, whoever, we get them in the room and we see where sparks fly and whether that's a kind of a small dinner format or a um, kind of a much larger event type of um, scheme. But yeah, as Mike said, we went out to about 250 of these people and actually uh, they gave us some pretty good counsel in, in front of... Uh, in front of actually producing this book, and I, I liken, I hearken back to one of them, who made a really interesting comment early on that said, "You know what the irony here is? Even though they need the help, marketers are some of the worst people in terms of buying marketing books." And so, very early on, we've steered clear of the fact of making this a marketing book. Um, really, if you look at it, marketers across every industry are losing power at the executive table, and um, uh, we think. They're focusing in on the wrong stuff. Um, they're focusing in on ads and promotion and making the logo look pretty. And meanwhile, their CEO, their number two and number three priority is customer service and customer experience. And a lot of marketers aren't even in control of that labor. You know, I um, I read the, the title of your book, and I actually I, I read the uh, um, publisher's proof on an, on an airplane on the way back from the West Coast the other morning. And I came across repeatedly uh, customer-driven, consumer control, um, people-focused businesses. How impactful has social media been on the course of uh, business evolution over the last couple of years? I mean, I'll well, throw that one. Go, go ahead, John. Think... You go first on this one. Okay. No, I think um, it's certainly given a bullhorn to um, both you know people that are positive and and the angry folks. Um, it's funny we were just talking about on the day the blockbuster kind of went chapter eleven. Netflix just launched in Canada in our neck of the woods, and they um, hired a whole bunch of actors to pose as really enthusiastic fans for this new launch of Netflix in Canada. Well, not surprisingly, um, within a span of about two or three hours. The story got out. All of a sudden, Netflix looks like a you know an astroturfing kind of borderline you know ethically unclean kind of brand launching in Canada. And uh, I find it interesting if you look at 50 or 60 years ago, the very reason that Heineken succeeded in the states was the fact that they hired a whole bunch of university students in New York, had them go from bar to bar to bar. They were they were hired kind of students. They would ask for Heineken, and whereupon the bartender said, "We don't have it." They would leave on mass. Word spread from New York, word spread to other cities, all of a sudden, based on a bit of a gimmick, um, Heineken grew quite substantially in the States. And so that type of stuff just doesn't happen anymore. Um, consumers have a lot more control, and they're willing to act on those motivations. So um, social media, if you believe the stats, the average person has about 130 friends on Facebook and anywhere from 90 to about 220 on Twitter. So that old that old adage on the Prell commercial, and they told two people, and so on, and so on, makes the potential to um, kind of have exponential communication great. So, you know, I'd say certainly the media is important. I think there's a lot of things beyond just the media that actually count as well that marketers are missing out on. Well, Mike, what might some of those other items be? 
Well, I think there's other technologies that we should be talking about rather than just social media. Uh, in the back part of the book, we really get into a lot of, into customer forums and how um, it goes beyond marketing, as I was saying before, but also into operations. And there's some firms in there. We talk about uh, you know Salesforce.com as one uh, into it with their TurboTax product is another one where you have fans who really do your support for you. And uh, Force is another good example. So it's the Twitter feed for Best Buy. And people have a problem with Best Buy. Problems they need to troubleshoot, they can go out and do it on Twitter. And what, what impressed us and what baffled Best Buy is other just regular people go on to solve problems. So if you go on 12 Force and say, hey, I just bought this DVD player. It's, it's not working. It's flashing 12. Some just random person who is on there monitoring and say, oh, here's what you do. And it's really interesting because when we talk to, or if you think about people that tend to be in executive positions in, in companies, they're motivated by things like money and status and that. And they start to thinking, why would anybody participate in this? Um, why would anybody give free uh, or volunteer their time? And it's because people think differently. One of the guys we talked to who is the number two or sometimes number one ranked person in TurboTax said that when he was a kid, and he was left at home, he would take something apart and try to put it back together before his parents got home. And he says that's just what he does for fun. He's a problem solver, and people volunteer to do this, and they really, really help help companies. Now, one of the titles, Chapter 2, The Wikibrand Rallying Cry, The New Quote-Unquote Madman. I remember when Mad Men first came on, uh, four year, three or four years ago, I took one look at it, thought about the search marketing community and said, oh my God, that's us. <laughs> now, why, why did you use that metaphor? Um, well, let's see. The, um, in, in case my clients are listening, uh, just, uh, you know, that's uh, three or four years ago, remember. Um, the constant focus on networking through alcohol. Um, the major changes that the uh, ad industry was facing in the early 60s, the dawn of commercial television, for instance, changing the game. I've always felt that way about working in digital marketing. And I see the Wikibrand rallying cry, the new Mad Men. I, I, what did you guys mean by that? Well, I'm a huge Mad Men fan. So, I mean, um, to find some way to wedge Mad Men into our book uh, just seemed to make sense. So maybe it is a wedge, but... Um I always find it interesting on Mad Men that, you know, you can look voyeuristically back 40 years and look at, oh, my God, how wrong were they? And, wow, they drink too much, and, you know, they've got all these vices and, and excuses to explain away the world around them. And, and uh, we love it because there's a little bit of a detachment. And certainly any TV show right now usually is drawing on the fact that they can go back in history and kind of make fun of something, or in Glee's case, they can make... You know, kind of more glamorous music out of old music, but you know, when you're in the period you're in, sometimes you totally, totally aren't aware of what's going on around you. And so, uh, you know, this this whole era of social media and digital media and how everything's connected, we're going to look like fools ten or fifteen years from now. I can't exactly tell you all the different kind of things that we would have predicted, but um, you know, one thing in our book we certainly go out of our way to say is, you know, social media. Social media is going to be one chapter of a very long, long book of how the world is going to become technologically enabled. Um, you know, you already see some early adopters wearing out of social media and, and kind of trying to move on to the next thing, whether that's mobile or what have you. Um, 
even in one of the surveys that we asked, we asked a group of fairly seasoned marketers and tech people, do you believe Facebook will still be the dominant social network um, three years from now? Less than, less than half of them believe that. And so you, you look at something that's amassed about 500 million people, which makes it, I think, the third largest country in the world. Um, most of the industry still betting against the longevity of Facebook um, kind of being the market leader, which, which shocked us. Um, but maybe they're right. Maybe actually this, this world's going to move so much faster that we truly are the madman. We, we have no idea what's around the corner. Well, gentlemen, um, don't want to interrupt at this point. I'm, I'm really enjoying the conversation, but I'm afraid the conversation's halfway through. And we've got to take a break here on Webcology and Webmaster Radio.fm. Friends listening at home, you're listening to Sean Moffat and Mike Dover, co-authors of Wikibrands. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 250000 dollars in cash prizes and all year long revenue share is what you can win when you enter the 2010 Internet Marketing World Cup competition. All competitors are rigorously screened to ensure the best competition and the best possible results. Before you tell others how to make it work for them, prove that your system actually works. Build your reputation in the competition that puts your system to the test and proves you are the best of the best. Sign up at www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. That's www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. Registration ends soon, so put your system to the test today. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm, Thursday, September the 23rd. We have on the line co-authors, Sean Moffat and Mike Dover, authors of Wiki Brands. And if you want to check out this book, it's um, not going to be published until December, but you can check it out at wiki-brands.com, W-I-K-I-brands.com. And, uh, you know, Mike, I've known you for 35 years. And I mean, it's, it's 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 wonderful talking to, to to someone from my childhood who's you know grown up, written books, um, is a leader in the field that I work in. And but I got to ask you, paper publishing on print on paper, was that like you know was that scary going into? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think our first official heckler made fun of us for writing a book on the interwebs. And there, it is a, it's a big challenge. Um, w one of uh, Don Tabscott's jokes is when you write a book, you hit print, and six months later the book comes out. And we're finding that as well. So we're actually not allowed to make any more changes to our manuscript other than fixing typos. And we're terrified that um, <laughs> we're going to have a stat in here or mention something we think is a great company, and it's changed by the time that the book comes out. So knowing that, we've committed you know, to our audience communities really to keep things um, up to date and through the website. And Jim mentioned it coming off the break. It's wiki-brands.com. And on there, every time, if we mention a video, for example, in the book, it'll be there. It's under book references on the site. Um, when we talk about, um, for every interviewee, we have a link to something about them. Whether it's their personal website, their blog, it could be uh, their Wikipedia entry, their their uh, Twitter address. So every person, every company we talked about, there's some reference onto this, and it's our commitment to the community to keep that up to date. And I guess you're asking your readers to uh, want to chip in, uh, update things as time goes on on the wiki-brands.com website. Sean, how are you going about getting people involved? best of times, and so um, oh, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, uh, you know, there's a, a fairly long trail of people I'm connected to, so I'll certainly be calling in favors and help and interest, but I think related to that, we've got two things that we'll add to the wikibrands.com that I encourage your listeners to go to. Um, in the fall, we're going to launch submissions for Wikibrands Awards. Um, really, when you look around the world, um, we tend to glamorize the big brands that do things because they actually press it up a lot in advertising age or whatever trade pub covers them. We'd rather become like the the resource or headquarters for who are the best engaged brands in the world. And so we're going to have a crowdsourced platform where we actually get listeners and readers and, and people that stumble by us to actually um, recommend and nominate people and then... Sometime in the spring, we'll announce the final list based on kind of a set of season judges um, kind of decisions. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, uh, we're currently in the process of identifying kind of 300 people that will become part of our kind of front row of ambassadors that kind of live, breathe, sleep the book, and hopefully influence and inform where it goes from here. How does one, uh, well, how does one make themselves known to you? Good question. Uh, as we mentioned, wikibrands.com is kind of the resident place for all of our content. You can get our contact info there. And so I'll just mention it one more time, given the audio medium. It's wiki-brands.com. Um, um, certainly, um, my company is Agent Wildfire, so if you go to my site, you'll be able to find our contacts there. Uh, Mike's is at Social Struct, and um, 
uh, I don't think you could probably avoid us if you uh, hit Twitter and you know, type in anything, Sean Mofford or whatever, you'll probably stumble across some inane type of uh, tweet that I've left today. So, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm in lots of inane tweets out there, and I somehow doubt that, uh, well, I'm not following you yet, I will be after the show, somehow doubt that they're entirely inane. Um, well, you do uh, have to put in were, about uh, three or four inane tweets for every 25, just so you can appear human, I think. <laughs> You're scheduling them through Hootsuite, we all know it. Um, while you were phrasing your response, Mike uh, texted me in, uh, in the Skype chat a couple important dates to keep in mind. Your book is launching on December 17th, and you're having a party in Toronto on January 11th, a launch party. Um, just found out that I'm on the guest list, and our friend, Neil, uh, Neil I get his name wrong every it's time. It's Pasricha. Pasricha. One thousand awesome things is, uh, is going to be a guest speaker, so that, that's going to be a fun night. On December 17th, isn't that a bit close to uh, the holiday season to be launching a book? Well, you're right, but luckily you can pre-order it today, Jim. You can go on right now and you know order eight <laughs> or nine copies, and that'll be uh, your holiday shopping coming in. But um, we're... Uh, we wanted to get it done as soon as, as possible, especially since we were talking about earlier. As this is technology, you know, we want to make uh, the the research as, as fresh as possible. Um, we would have liked, I guess, November seventeenth, but it was, uh, you know, it takes a long time to go through these, to go through the the editing process and and uh, everything else involved with it. And also, you know, the. You're very pleased. I think this is one of the very first interviews we've done, um, but we're going to be doing lots of those this fall, hopefully to build up a good buzz and following. So on December 17th, we'll have many people interested in buying the book. Oh, I, I, I absolutely don't doubt that. Um, the, I know that uh, people around the world are familiar with, uh, with Donald Tapscott's work, and you're, you're building and following on that. Um, but I noticed there's, uh, in your book, you only have one page devoted to search engine optimization. <laughs> um, well, that, that's the sequel. Oh, indeed. <laughs> well, I think Notice probably what we should do is put a big badge on the Wiki Brands website and say everything you need to know, refer to Mr. Hedger. Well, not necessarily, but one thing I am curious about, was that an indicator that um, you see search as, as a declining marketing channel over time? I mean, I personally don't. I, I think it's it's one of the more, uh, if I can call it, established digital mediums. Um, I mean, there's a revenue model that actually works for SEO that doesn't work for a lot of other things yet. Um, yeah, I think if you take the overall kind of need in our book in terms of uh, one of our chapters deals specifically with how do you outreach to people, um, marketers have to understand that they need to be everywhere. Um, uh, and so I think SEO has a big role to play in that. Um, you just can't have your corporate website live and breathe and, and you know, build it and they will come. Um, I do think, however, that um, alongside SEO, which, as I mentioned, is established, there's a whole roster of things that marketers need to be learning. And, you know, the, the I guess the, in, the indictment for marketers, I heard a stat the other day, um, they asked them whether they like the new Twitter or not. Well, it turns out 65% of the people they surveyed couldn't comment because they weren't on Twitter yet, which to me was startling in terms of statistic. Um, so I think you know, there's just clearly a, another generation of tactics alongside SEO that needs to exist as well. You know, I often... Sorry, Mike, were you about to jump in? 
Oh, what I was going to say on that is I, I think you're, it was a good observation, Jim, and I, I'm not surprised since it's your expertise you brought that up. I think that there was lots of stories that we wanted to tell which didn't fit into the book format. I mean, the manuscript that you saw, Jim, I think was 101,000 words, and we've tightened it up a little bit from there. Um, but we're going to be blogging. There'll be blog posts on, on the wiki-brands.com site every day. And I think that you've given us a good call to action that we should be covering more on, on search on there. The personal wiki brand, the idea that the individual themselves is a brand. Um, did you guys you guys used uh, Robert Scoble and uh, Guy Kawasaki, uh, two great friends of Webmaster Radio. Um, how have they, how's Robert and Guy done the right things and... Um, is it even feasible for others to try to follow their leads? Well, I know both of those guys, particularly Guy, has some criticism. And one of my, I think he's one of my favorite people of how to deal with his critics. And some people would say, for example, you know, he tweets the same things over and over. And he says the reason he does that is to make sure that his fans that cover lots of people have a chance to read them. Then he has three or four steps where he gets into of how to avoid that happening. The fourth one is simply unfollow me. Um, I, I, what I like about both of those guys is they're prolific. Um, they're both, you know, open. Um, you know, most people in our industry know Scoble. They know he's going to be carrying the big goofy camera, and it's very. Uh, he'll let you know exactly where he is, and uh, likes nothing better than meeting up with twenty new people in at a conference. I think that uh, those those sort of superstars in the social media uh, everybody doesn't need to be that in fact you can get a lot of a little bit of, of the, in the noise there um, but there's good lessons in there and the reason that we're talking about the wiki personal brand is that's a personal brand that the community helps to build so it's not just about one person going out there and trying to drive as much attention as possible to them but it's to have people having fans and uh, having other people say good things about them is much more important for LinkedIn, for example, um, it's easy to set up a good profile on that. Most people have the information anyway. You can tell if somebody just puts up a LinkedIn uh, profile because they lost their job because they would have five recommendations that all happened today um, <laughs> versus having a profile that's built in over many years where you have more people going to participate in that, uh, talking about um, interactions they've had not necessarily at a number of jobs, but usually that's the case. But over a long, a long, a long time, that gives a much richer profile. Okay. Um, you noted um, under the personal wiki brand the the big three in social media: LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, of those three, which is the uh, well, what do you see as the most powerful channel, Sean? Well, it's kind of like apples and oranges, isn't it? Uh, I liken it to a house. I mean, LinkedIn is like the formal living room where you're supposed to sit up straight and, and do everything professionally. And not surprisingly, if you are a CEO or a CIO or, um, or somebody in a, a fairly senior position, chances are that your toe in the water in social media or social networks is LinkedIn. And I had a stat the other day that it took about 300 days, I think, for LinkedIn to get its first million members. It's taken about nine days to get its last million members. Um, so even senior people are getting it. Twitter, I think, is is kind of like, I don't know what Twitter is, the playroom maybe? Uh, just kind of <laughs> what is the new shiny thing that I need to learn about today? It's all about today. Um, 
my tweets, I know the lifespan of one of my tweets is about three minutes because uh, once it's off the front page of anybody's, uh, it's it's kind of no longer curated as a great tweet. And then I think Facebook is really your kind of social network, and so it's probably more like a, the TV room or something where you're actually hanging out on the couch with, with people that you know, and it's probably looser and more casual. So, you know, I can't really suss out. I mean, if you want me to, to sense who's going to win this thing, um uh, that's probably an even tougher one. It just seems like Google, everything they try within this realm doesn't work. Um, Apple, you know, continues to have niche spaces all over the place, but it's kind of the premium brand in the segment. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who actually becomes the central integrator for everything across um, across social networks. Well, gentlemen, I warned you before we went on the air that this was going to happen. I could keep talking to you guys for hours. And we have about two minutes left, so I think I got one question I can get in here before uh, before they start uh, easing us out for the next next shows. Um, Mike first, Sean second. If um, you had one piece of advice you could give to somebody getting into the digital marketing world now, either as a direct service provider or as somebody trying to market a product, what would that be? I would say the the top piece of advice is not to do exactly what you're doing in so-called so traditional media and trying to port that into social media. It's a different animal and requires um, different resources and different tactics. Sean? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a page out of Gary Vee here. I mean, you better, you know, first of all, table stakes, have a great idea, be funded well enough, um, all that kind of stuff. But beyond that, and different from 15, 20 years ago, you got to have passion on your sleeve and show it. Um, and you can't underestimate um, the customer expectation that's there. Um, most of us in our own businesses probably overestimate how interested customers are in our product. And in a world where in three seconds somebody can make a choice on your front page, you got to be very clear and very provocative in terms of what benefit you're bringing your audience. Well, Mike Dover, Sean Moffat, gentlemen, Thank you so much for joining us on Webcology today. Uh, friends, that was um, Mike Dover and Sean Moffat, the co-authors of Wikibrands, Reinventing Your Company in a Customer-Driven Marketplace. It's on the store shelves December 17th. You can pre-order from Amazon.com or just go to the website, wiki-brands.com. Check this book out. Hopefully, it'll you know help form your thinking on marketing into... Um, into the second decade of the 21st century. We're moving into more great content on webmasterradio.fm. Coming up directly after Webcology, we have Affiliate Marketing Insider. This week, the guest is Joseph Ratliff. Um, he's a contributor at the Affiliate Marketing blog, 5staraffiliateprograms.com. He's going to be joining Affiliate Marketing Insider this week to discuss critical skills that every affiliate marketer needs to know. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox should be live today, following by, followed by a live affiliate buzz with James Martell. Friends, you don't get this content anywhere. You certainly don't get it on American Airlines. Uh, I mean on a commercial flight. Um, but you've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It has been Thursday, the 23rd of September, and will be all day. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media saying we love you and we'll talk, you, talk to you next week. Be well.